Dude, I'm batting a thousand tomorrow, yeah. aren't I? I should just quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> stop, 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 stop it, stop it, stop, stop. is back on the air. My name is Darian. I have returned once again. Buddy is in the house. Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? Happy New Year. You're looking good, my man. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're starting 2021 off vibrant. Yes. And alive. <laughs> yeah. And you look well. That's because my clothes are on. Your clothes are on. <laughs> I love that about you. That's, yeah. You, we usually, we do like a optional kind of a situation here in the padded room. Uh, I turned the temperature down, so Buddy has elected to go full wardrobe. Today. Yeah, yeah, That's thank a little, you. little tactic that I, I do. I know, I almost feel too clothed. <laughs> I, th- I think you're the correct amount of clothes. <laughs> oh, okay. I would say so at this point. What's up with you, big dog? Not much. I uh, got back to work this week after yeah? a couple weeks off. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it was nice to be back. Um, so my first day back, guess who I saw at work? Um, I don't know. Cowboys showed up. Cowboys, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's awesome. Haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, bet. How's he doing? Is he doing okay? Yeah, he's doing good, looking good, and yeah, still the same old cowboy. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) it's funny because when he shows up at work, he's like. Ding dong, you're like ding dong, motherfucker. Because <laughs> we have a bell on our thing, so instead of ringing it, that's what he says. Nice, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. pretty cool. Very cool. I like that. Right on, man. How about you? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just living. Uh, I, dude, I'm off to a pretty good 2021 so far. Yeah. Can I tell? Can I tell you how it went down? Yeah. How'd it go down? New Year's New Year's Eve was pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. Right about the Brock House. Uh, tried to keep the kids up to midnight. Eh. Me and the wife struggled. Struggled oh, mightily. Right to get to midnight. I mean, like ten o'clock. We're like, fucking come on, man. Yeah, we're not senior citizens that I know of. How? Why are I'm not even. <laughs> we don't even have to get up early. We're supposed to be partying right now. We're mm-hmm. like, no, just watching TV. Uh, woke up early New Year's Day. Early, huh? Just, just I, I, I mean, sleeping in for me is like seven o'clock. Yeah, just because yeah. I get up early for work. Mm-hmm. I, I get up before everybody else. I'm walking around the house. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just going to put on some MK11. I'm just going to see what the Towers of Time are, are got going on. Mm-hmm. Now, before I get before I address Mortal Kombat 11, let me tell you something. There's one item that I have been trying to achieve ever since that game has come out. What's that? Uh, there's a character in there named Scarlet, who's a saucy little redhead uh, blood magic sorceress. Oh, I bet you were trying to get to her. I was. And <laughs> all I wanted was to get her her face mask that is not a face mask. Huh. It's a face mask, but it's basically her without a mask on. 
Okay. And I could not achieve it ever. They said, first it was supposed to be in the crypt. I know nobody has any idea what the hell I'm talking about right now. First it was supposed to be in the crypt for like a year. I saved up all my combat coins, dumped them into the crypt, got fucking nothing. I remember that. Then for like the last three years, they've said it was in the tag assist towers, which is a tower of time, which is this rotating thing. Okay. So basically I had to wait until her tower popped up. And to see if it was there. Uh-huh. Uh, for nope. like four years, I would just check in periodically. Nope, Terminator. Nope, Rambo. Nope, Robocop. Nope, Liu Kang. Nope, Kung Lao. All right, well, I'll do it anyway. I'll fight anyway. So I wake up early. Uh, what was it? Friday morning, I guess. Yeah, Thursday, yeah, yeah. Friday morning. I wake up early, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just hop on there. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I turn it on. I go to the Tag Assist Towers. I look in the store. It's not there. I go to the Tag Assist Towers. Terminator Tower. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm already playing. I might as well clear this out. Yeah. Battle through the tower. Boom! Ancient blood magic. Hell yeah. No face mask. Finally. 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 I can... How, how many years in the making? About four. About four <laughs> years. Yeah. I, I'm like, I wanted to run around the house and wake everybody up to tell them I got it, but I'm not, I'm not a fucking asshole, so I took a picture with Oh, I'm phone. actually surprised. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm a fucking asshole, but I'm not that big of an asshole. So I took a picture with my cell phone, and then when everybody woke up, I'm like, oh, look what I got! I did it! I did it! And they're like, what the shit is that, you asshole? <laughs> I got the, you know, the face mask, and she doesn't have a face mask! Okay, great, you're a loser. <laughs> anyway, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Woo! Yeah, I barely made it up playing Horrified. Horrified, it's yes. a great game, man. Yeah. I love that game. Yes, that is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Deacon and, and some other friends have played it a couple of times. Uh, it's dude, you you got to be like a well-oiled machine. You do. You got to talk to each other. You got to know which monsters you're mm-hmm. dealing with. Switch your items, dude. You yeah, hand them off. Get mm-hmm. the uh, the survivors to the right locations. Yeah. It's a whole thing, man. Yeah, it's a great game. I love it. I have fantasies about painting those little miniatures. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. With, like, <laughs> boobies on them and stuff. <laughs> You're so funny. No, I was, <laughs> no, I was thinking it would be cool because I got, like, five or six horror board games up there mm-hmm. that have little miniatures, and they're all just, like, you know, like, blank colors. Right. So I thought it would be cool if I, like, painted them all, like, mm-hmm. a custom paint job, make them look, you know, cool. Yeah. Who the fuck has time for that, though? Right? Yeah, instead of all just, like, one solid color. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Speaking of who has time for that shit, uh, why, you, why don't we get into the regular shit show here, buddy? Yeah, why not? First show of 2021. Hell yeah. Coming at you hard. Core. Or at least, you know, somewhat <laughs> flaccid. <laughs> why don't we start things off with a little horror news there, fart pants? Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to call you fart pants. I, that, was, that was rude. I apologize. <laughs> I hope I didn't offend any actual fart pants out there. I realize that's a derogatory term. Oh, it is? Well, oh. For, uh, people, I thought it was a compliment. For people with incontinence, <laughs> they don't like to be called fart pants. Oh. Or news. Well, I don't. I always fart in my pants. <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to fart? Really? <laughs> yeah. Horror news. Boom shakalaka. What do you got there, big guy? All right, are you ready to talk some action figures? Absolutely. Yeah, new Mars attacks. Reaction figures from Super 7 include the man with burning flesh. Woo! 
Yes, three new Mars Attacks reaction figures have just been released by Super 7, each of them based on the classic line of Topps trading cards rather than Tim Burton's feature film. Based on the 1962 trading card series, the Super 7 Mars Attacks reaction figures harken back to the story considered so shocking it got the cards pulled from the shelves. I remember that. Yes, that's right. These figures depict the following pieces of card art in retro-style reaction form. You have The Invasion Begins with Ray Gunn, Destroying a Dog with Dog, and Burning Flesh with Melted Assault Rifle. The articulated toys measure 3.75 inches, and they're selling for $18 each. So, here's the thing about Mars Attacks, and a lot of people didn't know this. Uh, the movie, Tim Burton, uh-huh. is fine. Jack Nicholson playing 35 different roles. Right. It, I mean, it's it's kind of quirky and funny and kind of weird. Mm-hmm. was actually based on a line of trading cards back from 1967. Right. That were considered so shocking that they had to be pulled from the shelves. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you right now, the movie is much worse than the oh, trading yeah. cards were. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, is there... First off, I, I get that Tim Burton was like a Mars Attacks dude. He's right. old enough to be in that demographic, mm-hmm. and he probably remembers the original cards. Yeah. Um, but for all of us that are now, you know, I'm in my 40s, you're in your 40s, mm-hmm. we don't know anything about fucking trading cards. Well, Garbage Pail Kids. No, I mean Mars Attacks oh, trading yeah, yeah. cards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So which market is are these action figures directed at? Senior citizens? It would have to be, right? Yeah. And weird uh, people like Monica, who are so in love with uh, Mars Attacks that they actually went back and researched the trading cards mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. It's not that good. No, really isn't. I say it's, I say it's, it's more of like a... Uh, like a uh, I think I'd rather get the, the old 1960s, 70s uh, Playboy cards. I don't think I want those either. There's a lot... I, oh, you know what? I actually of- have them because my dad had them. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad had a thing for pubes. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm going to put that out there. I didn't know they had Playboy trading cards. Yes, they do have Playboy trading cards. No shit. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. That's yeah, a thing. I have, I have one deck in like one of my boxes in storage. Trading cards, not playing cards. Yes, yeah, trading cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is something. I didn't... I wonder if you could buy... Did they come with a stick of bubble gum? Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They were opened when I looked at. Well, it. I would imagine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a bunch of Playboy trading cards. You're not going to leave them in the package, <laughs> right? You know, bust those bad guys out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trade your brunette for two blondes. Uh, I tell you what, I got here. I got a weird doggy style situation. Boom. <laughs> no, they were they were just like the the actual uh, the pictures of them. Right. Yeah. And then centerfolds like, of them. Probably on the back is like all their stats. Right. No, it's just a card. It's just like like the back of a card. What do you mean the back? A generic of the card? back of the card. So like the oh, pictures on the front. There's and nothing then, on the back. No. Oh. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Well, that's something. I yeah. mean, you would assume that they would have like because like if you opened a Playboy from like the 90s, uh-huh. you had the centerfold, and then yeah. if you flipped it over, it was like oh, her, oh, her just, measurements are this, and she's into yeah. that. But that's like, the 90s, not the 60s, 70s. So you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so next up I have looks like Mike Flanagan's adaptation of Stephen King's revival is no longer happening. Yeah, it was announced last year that Mike Flanagan was headed back to the world of Stephen King with a feature film adaptation of 2014's novel Revival. 
attached to write, produce, and potentially direct the movie for Warner Brothers. Shortly after the announcement, Flanagan teased that the movie would be bleak and mean and quite unlike his recent films. Alas, it looks like Flanagan's revival is no longer happening. Replying to tweet this week, Flanagan broke the bad news. Sadly, it's not happening, he tweeted. The project won't be moving forward, unfortunately. Uh, while Revival and Midnight Mass both involve priests, Midnight Mass was conceived several years before Revival was published. And similarities stop at the white collar. Really wish I could have done them both. Well, I'm okay with that because that dude is busy as shit. Oh, yeah, he He's is. He's got all these Netflix shows coming out. He's got Midnight Mass. Uh, he just did Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's up to his ass in projects. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, hey, dude, let's put some stuff on the back burner. Let's, yeah. let's not put out a shit product right. because we just, we're just we spreading ourselves so thin. Right. So let's just kind of focus and, you know, get, get us another Dr. Sleep or another Blind Manor. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm into that. Yeah. That's all I got. What do you got? Hey, now, I understand, uh, buddy, that you are a big fan of Dexter. Oh, yes. Seen all eight seasons. Are you ready for a revival? Um, Are you ready for the return of Dexter? uh, Same guy? Michael C. Hall? I don't know. If it's Michael C. Hall, I am totally in. I would imagine so. I really hope so. It would be a hard sell to bring Dexter back without Michael C. Hall. Yeah, because I really hated the way the last season ended. Like that last episode because it was cut so short. It was weird. It was stupid. It was weird. It was, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they were going for with that. Uh, it, I, I, it was, hey, we're cutting the season short. We got to hurry up and end this. Did you? Did and it you, felt that way when, when watching it. Did you watch the last season of The Sopranos? No. It ended like even. I don't know, man. The the last. Oh, se- is that the one where everybody died at the end? No. Oh. The last season of The Sopranos, things get very bloody, and it leads up to this big situation where you think something, and then all of a sudden, boom, fade to black, done. Oh. Literally, it's like a scene of uh, Tony walking into a pizzeria, and his family's there waiting for him, and he's got nothing but good news. And like, strangely, the camera follows one guy who like gets up and goes to the bathroom, uh-huh. and then Tony's there. He sits down at the table, and he's talking to AJ and Meadow and Carmela, and then done. Fade to black. You're, oh wow! They did, like they didn't even try doing an ending. Just nope. like, hey, we're in the middle of our script. That's it. Sorry, Boom. And, done. <laughs> wow. Now, a lot of people think that the guy that went to the bath. Well, this is a whole other thing. But I'll just run. A lot of people think that the guy that got up and went to the bathroom came right out and killed Tony, and that was that was it. But you never but saw. You, it. But you never saw. No, it. Yeah, all yeah. you see is done. Wow, fade to black. And nobody. I don't think anybody's actually gotten an answer on what the hell that's supposed to mean. Anyway, enough about that. Clancy Brown. Who uh, has been called uh, Mr. Monica's dad has been cast in the Dexter revival. We don't know what his character is going to be or what capacity huh. he's going to play in. Well, every season they have like a new killer. I would hope to. Well, yeah, but I would hope to think that he's not like an aged Dexter. I, I hope not. Because that's. I, I don't be- think I would be into it if that was the case. I like I like Clancy Brown. You know Clancy. Yeah, Brown? I know. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I really like Michael C. Hall in this. Of course, of course. Uh, Disney Plus is getting a kid-friendly horror show called Secrets of Sulphur Flats. I'm excited for this. You like that? Yeah. I li- I'm into it. I mean, uh-huh. my, my kids are, are pretty much getting the same upbringing that I got, which is, you're six years old, here's yeah. The Howling. Yep. Here's American Werewolf in London. Yep. That's how I grew and up. And you watch... Uh, 
the secrets of sulfur flats, and you're like, yeah. What is this? I know. What asshole brought that yeah, one on? this is a fucking show. <laughs> you watch the Monster Squad and you go, the fat kid ran away from the werewolf. You really you really think that's going to happen? What do, I look like? yeah. what do I look like, a six-year-old? I'm a seven-year-old. <laughs> anyway, something to think about. Uh, Netflix has a paranormal show called Surviving Death. Hmm. And that is going to drop uh, tonight as you listen to the show. Oh, very cool. Actually, tomorrow night, but t- right. tonight as people are listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, trailers are up at Bloody Disgusting. I'm into this. It's it's supposed to be a study of the quote-unquote afterlife. Oh, so a documentary? Yes. Uh, okay. You're not into it? I'm, no. Why not? I'm not big into documentary type stuff. Like ghost adventures yeah. kind of deal? I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. I get you. I, I understand that. Are you familiar with Quibi? Quibi? Oh yeah, the new um, series station or it's whatever. Like, I don't know what. It's, it's f- another monthly subscription. Is that what it is? Yeah. I feel like it's already gone under, and the oh. reason why is because Roku right now is in talks to save some of Quibi's horror shows. Oh, so I, I haven't uh, checked a whole lot into it, but I just know it is another monthly fee, um, which really sucks because not to go off the rail on this, but uh, uh, Netflix has gone up a couple bucks. So yeah, hey, er- everybody look at your bills because Netflix is going up $2. Yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah. I got a notification the other day when I went on there to do some surfing, like right when I signed on, boom, oh, your subscription just went up to yeah. 17 yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah, well, if, if I didn't have so many goddamn people using my password, I would cancel this shit right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh, I want to cancel this, but I but can't. half the people I know are using <laughs> yeah. my password, so. Yeah. God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Anyways, Queeby. In the meantime, half, half my friends are getting it for free, and I'm complaining about an extra $2. <laughs> yeah. It's like better off dead. I want my $2. Who's the real victim? <laughs> yeah. It ain't me. It definitely ain't them. <laughs> definitely not. It's Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roku is in talks to save uh, Queeby shows 50 States of Fright, which was the one that Sam Raimi did, and okay. The Expecting, which I have no idea what that's about. No clue. Okay. So that's something to think about. Um, I was eventually going to check out 50 States of Fright, but mm-hmm. whatever. In hmm. the meantime, dudes... That's all I got on the horror news. Are you ready for some listener mail? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listener mail. Uh, oh, yeah, guys. This is listener mail. Uh, we don't normally do that. <laughs> oh, dear. If this... <laughs> <laughs> Listener mail. Hey, yeah. Why don't we start things off with a few emails? I'm going to jump right in and we're going to cross the uh, beautiful Sierra Nevada mountain range, hmm. which I understand presently has snow on it in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go right to uh, Northern California with our main man, Steve. Hey, what's up, Steve? Subject line Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, folks. Hope you all had a happy new year. I do have to agree with Buddy. Midsummer is a far better film than Hereditary. In fact, I've attached the Hereditary movie poster to this email. Have a great week, Steve. 
Okay, Thanks, Steve. 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 Yeah. Steve's got jokes. Yeah. All right. Look at that. <laughs> All right, Steve. That's You're hilarious. a funny guy over here. Everybody's a fucking comedian in 2021. <laughs> now, my friend, we are going to jump across not only the Sierra Nevada mountain range, but the Pacific Ocean. Oh. Most of uh, Eurasia. And we're going to go all the way to Finland. Here comes, main, here comes our main man, Lars. Hey, what's up, Lars? Lars in the house, subject line. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Happy Maniacs. New Year. Thanks for all the cool and crazy shows in 2020. You make me smile and laugh, and that is very important in a world gone mad. I hope you all are healthy and happy, and that 2021 will bring you lots of fun and screams. Stay mental. Lars. All right. Thanks, Lars. Love you, big guy. Lars is actually in Denmark, not Finland. Yeah. Axel was in Finland. Axel. Motherfuck. Yeah. Sorry, Lars. I realized that was probably racist in some weird <laughs> European way. <laughs> Lars is in uh, Denmark, not Finland. I apologize, Lars. Axel, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, let's get right back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. What's up, man? Subject line, Phantom of the Bus Stop. Oh. Buddy's Revenge. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and had a safe and happy new year. Mm-hmm. Great to hear everyone was back and that there was an audience. Right? <laughs> I'll start off with a semi-apology for my last movie pick. I knew it was going to be a bad movie. Not apologizing for that as it was planned. So every movie this year will be better. Ha ha. I didn't realize it was that bad of a movie, and I did not really much, and not really much of a horror movie. Though IMD, IMDb had it marked as horror western, mm-hmm. that I will semi-apologize for. The best part of the movie, besides the title, was showing off scenic Nevada. He's talking about the uh, God Monster of Indian Flats. Yeah, yeah it's not the only horror western we've seen, though. Oh no, we've seen uh, we saw one that was the boy band. Yeah, with In Sync in it, which was, by the way, not a bad show. And, uh, <laughs> all things considered, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Now, if the Society of 601 still wants to arrange a lynch mob, I'll be sure to have some cold beer for everyone. Hey, you know? <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yep. <laughs> Fun mention about American Flats. Used huh. to go up there often, and we would rappel off the top of the main building. Always wanted to get a chance to run a full paintball game there. Oh, that would be but cool. But they didn't, that didn't happen before they tore it all down. Quick bit, quick bit on last week's news. I'm down for a Resident Evil remake, especially if they actually keep it in line with the games. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. I did get a good laugh at Monica's comments. Do they speak British? <laughs> <laughs> I get some accents making it hard to follow certain movies. And as a and as for Poultrygeist, you had me at boobs. Haha. <laughs> and it's still on my list to watch. Uh, they're not. They're not good boobs, cowboy. No. They're like. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put them at like a like a four on yeah. the boob scale. Yeah, I would agree. There have been better boobs, and like one of them is like angry boobs because she's running around punching people with her boobs out. Mm-hmm. No, hmm. I, I don't understand the appeal of poultry guys. No. God damn it. <laughs> Watched Midsummer a while ago, and I thought it was an interesting movie. There yeah. is a tie-in with Mids- with Midsummer and Hereditary, and been meaning to watch them back to back to follow it through. There is, Ab- there mm. is absolutely no clue on educate Mrs. Monica this week. I know who it is. I did manage to catch a few movies this week. Mm. Countdown. I liked it, as did my oldest. Best part of 
is I downloaded the app while watching the movie, which creeped my oldest out a bit. <laughs> That's the one where it's like a death clock, and you download the app, mm-hmm. and I think you watch the movie with the app, and it like counts down to oh, the characters yeah. dying in a weird way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, found footage 3D. That one's bullshit. Another pretty good movie. You're wrong. I thought especially for those that enjoy found footage movies. Uh, that one's nonsense. Open 24 hours. Interesting movie. Gave off a high tension vibe. Great gore. And the storyline was good. I thought hop until the end. Only complaint was how ambiguous the ending was at the lack of actual closure. Glad you enjoyed the dick pics, Darian. And I'll have to find some that include a big black watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there are many out there, my friend. Mm -hmm. Hope everyone has a great week and I look forward to tonight's show. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Thank you. Right on, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, sir. Glad you're enjoying the show still, and you haven't uh, we haven't offended you yet. We'll uh, keep trying. We're going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what we do yeah. here in the Pat Room. We're looking to lose listeners. That's right. Pay attention, asshole. That's right. <laughs> so you know, we do have a voicemail here. What? Yeah. People actually call in. You believe that? Hmm. You believe that shit? <laughs> uh, let's get it kicked off down in beautiful. Funky Southern Salads. Yep. Let's do another shot. Southern California. Here comes our main man, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Whoops, wrong button. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Yeah, I hope everyone's doing well, and I hope everyone's there. You sound yeah. a lot better. That would yeah. be a surprise two weeks in a row. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry I missed calling last. I was just uh, oh, it's you know, I was shocked when the parole officer was uh, in-house, and I was like, oh, boy, what did I say on my message? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should not be uh, calling in. And, uh, oh, come on now. There, but He's a I'm good gonna sport. Go ahead and roll the bones here. Sure. See uh, if I can get through. Anyway, I uh, did want to get in real quick. I have no idea on the uh, educating department, but I did catch two things in that department. Okay. The first one being uh, uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Lords of Salem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking mess that thing was, oh, man. Oh, come on. I, you know what? I really, I, I was thinking, you know what? I, I heard so much shit about this, but then I heard a few praises. I was like, let's give this sucker a shot. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking mess. <laughs> I, you know what? From as soon as like it became like they were a, a wacky morning show <laughs> with like they were a late night sound show. drops and shit like that. Yeah. I was like, man, fuck yeah, after this shit, man. And then the whole story is just like, I don't know, it was a whole mess. It just kind of culminated in nothing. I can explain. Kind of got there by no means necessary. I'm going to explain it to you. I don't know. For me, it was a piece of shit. But I did catch a flick uh, by the name of uh, Pound Sign Movie. And I've been hearing a lot of people, it's a Korean zombie flick. Now, I know a lot of people calling that a hashtag Hashtag, or whatever. Hashtag movie. 
You're, you're I, you know what? When I was growing up, that thing was called the pound sign. Right. And I don't know <laughs> I like when it. the fuck it changed. Like, sometime in the mid-2000s, it was decided, no, nah, it's a hashtag. Nobody fucking consulted me about that. Me neither. Right? Yeah, I'm me either. I'm not really taking a survey. Hey, should we change this thing to a hashtag instead of a pound sign? No, fuck you. I'm still calling it a pound, pound sign. I'm pound with you. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. That was a pound pretty good sign. Um, kind of, one of the things I've noticed, it kind of seemed to follow a lot of zombie flicks in the sense that, like, the opening, like once the once the zombies get going, the yeah. story's fucking great. Of course. And then, like in the middle part, it's kind of it's normally the best part of the zombie flick. And then, kind of towards the end climax, I don't know if it's just like hard to to wrap up a zombie flick. You know what I mean? Like hard to have a conclusion to it. But it always seems to reach this part where not as good, not as entertaining as the middle. Right. When. You know, like the struggle is still going on, but they're finding their their routine in the zombie wasteland or what have you. I don't know. All in all, I thought it was a pretty good flick. Also, uh, hope everyone is doing. Hey, oh, GP, GP. So, a couple of things there, Tom Hardy. Before we move on, um, first off, Lords of Salem is not for everybody, and I I get that. Yeah, I get that too. Uh, the thing about it, though, is that um, it, when you're watching a it's you got to kind of think of it as like almost abstract art because Rob Zombie is not known for his plots. No. His plots are usually pretty tired and it's nothing you've not seen before and somewhat formulaic. What you have to get into is the visuals. And I think in Lords of Salem especially, like the um, like the priest blowjob scene, you know, mm-hmm. that's, something, that's something that is spank worthy and I recall. <laughs> uh, like the weird uh, collage scene at the end where like you're getting all the weird dwarves beating off and mm-hmm. goats and stuff hanging about. <laughs> <laughs> I think really if, if I had to boil that movie down, yes, it's about a weird coven of witches uh, possessing the, the ladies of Salem, mm-hmm. which doesn't in itself make a lot of sense, but is kind of cool. But I think it really boils down to is um, more of um, Sherry Moon Zombie struggles with chemical addiction, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the crux of the story. She's doing good at the beginning; she's doing fine, and then here comes this mysterious uh, record, and from there on out, she can't get any sleep, and her neighbors are acting fucking weird, and this mysterious new guy down at the end of the hall, and the goats, and the mm-hmm. and here comes um, the her a broadcasting partner who's clearly trying to get in her pants. Not mm-hmm. that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's not adding or detracting from her level of stress. So all that kind of boils down to her struggling and all these outside elements pushing back against her. And then eventually her mental crack and breakdown, which brings her back into uh, what I think was heroin use or possibly crack cocaine. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall exactly, but that I feel like, was his metaphor for the witches um, possessing the ladies of Salem. And I will tell you one thing, my friend. There is a magnificent set of boobies in that movie. And I'm not talking about Cherry Moon Zombies, whose, by the way, you do get to see in this film. But Mm -hmm. there is a a random young lady who is getting ready to take a shower Mm -hmm. when the... uh, You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. When they play the, the, uh, the, the song, and she has some kind of a rack on Man. And I am okay with that. <laughs> yeah. That just jumped that movie up to about uh, a six <laughs> on, the, on the Darien scale. Mm-hmm. All right. He called back, though. It's all good. 
motherfucking peed. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. All right, sorry about that. It's all good. Hey, also, uh, in regards to the uh, challenge, we didn't hit our stretch, so we're doing the uh, director's yeah. bath. Yeah, the, the ship. And, uh, you know, Thank I you shot off to Mr. Darian there, a little text. Uh, Thank you very much. You know, tonight being the... John Carpenter, Ghost of Mars. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Next week being uh, Wes Craven's uh, My Soul to My Take. Soul to take. Yep. And the week after that being, oh. uh, shit, what was that? Oh, George Romero's Survival of the Dead. Which is I kind of wanted bad. to switch it to the one before it, Diary of the oh, Dead. Oh, no, let's oh. not do that. Um, the one that Arian really fucking hates. But Dude. <laughs> like, you know what? Take it easy because no. week four is really going to fucking suck. So here, here's the thing, guys. We're... Okay. Last stretch. We need two more, but how about this? Just one more Patreon. One more Patreon subscriber. One more Patreon subscriber. I'll do it. We can switch it. We can <laughs> switch the George Romero to Martin. Okay. We can switch um, the uh, Wes Craven to Shocker. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fourth yeah. week. Trust me when I tell you guys this. We do not want to watch a piece of shit. I don't want to do it. With us, it's I didn't want to watch this I piece of shit. Right. Again. Ugh. So, Patreon out there, just one more. One more and, Patreon uh, we'll call subscriber. It off. The beatings will stop. Come on. Anyway, I hope we made it. Love you like fans. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Love you Thank too, Tom you Hardy. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one he, more. That's he all. Pick the top directors and then pick their worst movies. Yeah. I would, I would ha- hazard an argument that the fact that they are the top directors of horror films makes these movies. That much worse. Yeah. If they, like if if Ghosts of Mars was made by like some students, I'd cut it. I'd cut yeah. it. Six, I'd be like, oh, well, there's some problems here, but mm-hmm. you know, no, no, not, not bad for bad. an up and coming. But you put, artist. fucking John Carpenter made this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's Are like, you kidding me? Why did you release this? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck do you think we are? All right, all right, all right. That's it. That's all we got on the horror news, buddy. You know the whole hashtag pound thing? I totally agree with. I'm that. on. I'm on Because that that hashtag when it changed when it changed to hashtag, I was like, "What a hashtag!" Who the fuck? What is a hashtag? You know, we we should come up with a movie and we'll make it like a an anthology and we'll call it Poundemic. Pound no, Poundemic instead of Pandemic. We'll make it Poundemic with a, a pound like sign a, that and Demic. Like, that sounds like a porno. <laughs> Poundemic. Well, like no, it. I'll have a pound sign okay. though. All right. So what? You want an anthology? Yeah. Let's okay. do an anthology on and that. And it's got to be some kind of like a pandemic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. got to have like a pandemic. A thing. pandemic vibe, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I got it. I'm already in. All right. I cool. already have mine. You write mm-hmm. yours. I'll write mine. We'll do it. Sounds good. Okay. There it is. Uh, pandemic Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> in the meantime, motherfucker, do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Cowboy, Lars, or... Um, that other guy. Happy New Year, and thank you so much for calling and writing Steve, in. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for joining us and hanging with us. This is this is my friends. This is going to be our tenth year. Man, here in the paddock room. Well, it's yeah. my tenth year. Your tenth year, yeah. Like yeah. buddy's sixth year or something, but that's still something. Mm-hmm. And we are going to continue grinding and pumping this motherfucker out because we can't stop at this point. It's like in our DNA. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, let's get into. The goddamn Ghost of Mars. All right.
was supposed to be a routine prisoner transport. Williams was arrested on the suspicion of murdering six rail workers. The bodies were hung and decapitated. But here, a million miles from home. Hello? Anybody here? Drop your weapon. I ain't going back. They're about to discover nothing is what it seems. We've got a situation there. Everybody in the mine's gone inside. What the hell is going on out there? Whatever used to live here, we woke it up. It takes us. I'm talking about a kind of possession. Something's kicking out there. We need us, and we need you. None of us is going to survive if we don't stick together. Come on. Time to stay alive. Second time I saved your life. Yeah, run a town! From the master of terror. Go! John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Damn, girl. I like you already. Bing to the bang to the bing bang boom. It's the Ghosts of Mars from 2001. This one's rated R. Written and directed by John Carpenter. Comes in at one hour and 38 minutes, which is... An hour and 38 minutes too long. I think... This is this is not good. 4.9 stars, which I don't think it deserves. Stars, the very sexy, sultry, erotic Natasha Henstrich. At one time? She's still not bad. I think. Uh, we, we, that, there's that dumb shit movie that we watched the other... Uh, it was like a year ago, now that I think about it. Uh, the Dark Room, The Black Room, The Red Room. It's the one where she's... It's, it's a stupid fucking thing. It's got Lynn Shay in it. and. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a scene in there where she's like masturbating on a washing machine. Mm-hmm. I like that part. And she, I think she's held up nicely. Ice Cube and Jason Statham. A Jason Statham with hair. At his worst. Which is why I immediately shaved my head again. Oh, yeah? It looked bad. <laughs> that guy should not have hair ever. Uh-uh. And I feel like I shouldn't either at this point. Yeah, he played a good creep in this movie. Um, I would say so. I mean, I don't know how else you classify him other than creepy. I don't know. Transporters? Rapey. Oh, badass. Transporters, badass. Uh, with the uh, Snatch. Uh, oh, yeah. Death Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Expendables, at least the first one. After that, it yeah. got kind of Fast shitty. and the Furious. Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, with the, um, uh, he's, he's done some good work. Yeah, he has. Statham. You know, this is after not, this. This is this <laughs> is not part of that though. This Mm-mm. is a different thing. It's the Ghost of Mars, man. Uh, it's uh, ah, God fucking damn it. All right, so it was made in two thousand one, but it feels very nineties. Was it made with. on a Friday? Why would Who? it be? What, what does that have to do with anything? What am I missing here? Ice Cube. Oh, get out of here, <laughs> you fucking jackass. Um, so, th- okay, this this movie contains a number of pet peeves of mine that I will hmm. address in, in due time. Okay. Uh, first off, this is John Carpenter. So, we have to expect right off the get-go... It's a great movie. Uh, well, we would expect that. Yeah. We would expect it to be a great movie, yeah. which in a way makes it even worse, yes. in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. But not only that, 
there's going to be a heavy political overtone or subtext to this. And I, I feel like what he was going for here was that uh, the industrialization and the negative effects on the environment and how the poor get pushed into these, um, uh, I don't know, self-deprecating uh, situations mm-hmm. and how they need to rise up and basically overthrow the people that are getting rich. Yeah. Now, I'm all for that, and I get that. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a guy that likes politics in his horror movies. But I do like John Carpenter. And if you take movies like The Thing, The Fog, Prince of Darkness, mm-hmm. Halloween, for Christ's sakes, there mm-hmm. are overtones there, but they're not slapping you in the goddamn face. Right. They're very subtle. They're very subtle. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, in The Thing, when the doc gets his arms ripped off, that mm-hmm. was Carpenter's way of saying that the American medical um, system is flawed and doctors are basically being disarmed and they're not capable of helping anybody because of social economic issues and i i didn't think that when i saw it that was his way of stating it and that's fine but i thought jesus christ guy got his arms ripped off Mm -hmm. and that's where i left it this one is kind of uh an uppercut of politics almost a slap in the face a little bit now that uh, that being said um Let's let's jump right in here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Let's just get right into the fucking Let, meat and goddamn potatoes of this fucking it. movie. Yes. All right. So we start off in on Mars. Uh, I believe the year is going to be 2176, in mm-hmm. which Mars has been 84% terraformed. Um, now, that's going to be a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. 84%. What, what the fuck does that mean, 84? Does that mean that there's 16% of the... the uh, planet that has not been terraformed that's what i got out of it okay that's not very much that's well that's going to pose a problem here in a second or two Mm -hmm. so what we have is a train that rolls up to a station and is basically uh on autopilot and inside said train we have a for lack of a better term police officer played by natasha henstridge her name is um lieutenant melanie Mm mm-hmm She's hot. She's been handcuffed to uh, the bunk that she's laying in, and that's very cool. From there, she gets led into a tribunal where she has to testify as to the, what the fuck just happened. Uh, there's a lot of judges going on here, and they're going to you know, take her testimony and let her know what's going on from there. Makes sense. Uh, from here, we're going to just jump into one flashback, into another flashback, into a lateral flashback, Back into the same flashback and then to a previous flashback. And we're just going to play hopscotch between these eight or nine different flashbacks. From yeah. Here. So if you haven't guessed, there's some flashbacks in this. There is like a fucking um, Monopoly board of flashbacks. Yeah. And we just got... A good half hour of flashbacks. The whole Total. fucking thing is flashbacks. <laughs> but we just flash them back inside of, the, of another flashback. Yeah. You know how we can make this movie an hour and 40 minutes? We'll just add one hour of flashbacks. You know what? <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going we're, we're gonna, to uh, make the whole thing an interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we're just going to fla- flash forward to her being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And then we'll cut that in. Yeah. And then we can tack like an extra 18 minutes onto this And show the thing. same jump scenes in every single... Fuck, <laughs> Fuck me. I kind of felt like this was Carpenter trying to be Quentin Tarantino. Almost. It felt that way. A little bit. Pre-Quentin Tarantino. Quarantino. We had some shots. We did. It's mm-hmm. fine. But he's got himself a uh, giant uh, ice cube in a cup. Uh, 
full of tequila rose. It's fine. So from there, this is very Judge Dredd-esque, but we're on Mars. And um, basic, from, from here, she's being questioned. Melanie's being questioned about what the hell happened. So this tribunal takes takes form, and they're like, hey, man, what the hell happened? We want your side of the story. Mm-hmm. You were sent on a mission to Shining Canyon, which apparently is like a slum uh, of Mars in a weird be, way. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. To uh, escort a prisoner back to the main city of Chrysi yeah. here on Mars for uh, prosecution in some kind of incarceration. Now, the the prisoner in question is a dude by the name of Desolation Williams. Yeah. Played by Ice Cube. Hmm. Um... You almost make a drink out. This is Ice Cube's Desolation. Now, I don't know about this shit right off the bat. Because right. I, I, I like an outlaw. And I'm all for Ice Cube being an outlaw. Oh, yeah. Um, Desolation Williams. That's, no. That's a bit wordy. Yeah. Slim Williams. That's an outlaw name. Yeah. Lefty. That's an outlaw. Desolation. That's a bit wordy. Yeah. That's a bit... It's a bit much. It's going out there. Okay, John Carpenter, whatever. We'll hang out with you with your weird uh, outlaw name. They're going there. Now, here's problem number one that I have. Uh, They're going out there to recover Desolation Williams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right off the bat, we meet our crew of, um, I guess, police officers that are going there to escort him back to the main city. Right. And right off the bat, they say, up top, these are a bunch of rookies. Well, there's two rookies. Okay. That's uh, 30% of your team. Why would you send rookies to escort public enemy number one? Right. That's no, that's problem number one. Mm-hmm. Problem number two, and this is a problem that I have with a lot of horror movies, is that when you have the crack team of uh, elite specialists, military commando types, why does it always have to include a bunch of hot chicks? Right. Why? Wait, a bunch. There's only one. Uh, That blonde was not hot. Okay, I'm going to get into that. That was Clea Duvall, and I'm going to get into that in two seconds. Mm -hmm. But she was one of the rookies. Yes. We have Pam Greer playing Braddock. She's like the lieutenant. And there's a weird lesbian undertone. Yeah. Because when she goes to wake up Melanie, lieutenant, (laughs) there's a lot of... A lot of I gr- wish you would straighten up. I'm as straight as I'm they as come, straight honey. As come. And she's like <laughs> feeling all oh, the movies while she's yeah. trying to wake her up. Um, that's kind of weird. We have Jason Statham playing Jer- Jericho, who actually is not a rookie. Not a rookie, right? He transferred from somewhere else. And then we have um, Desconso, who is... He, we might as well just call him body count number one. Yeah. And Bashira, played by Clea Duvall. Now, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Clea Duvall, good on you. If you're not, then you'll recognize her from horror films yes. as token lesbian number one. Yeah. Uh, whatever movie she pops up in, she's going to have a makeout scene with a chick. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of her. I don't mind her. I like her. She's been in some good movies. But you have to know up front that whatever movie she's in... She's making out with a girl. She's either making out with a girl or there's going to be an awkward lesbian scene where she kind of wants to make out with a girl, but she doesn't really know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of weird. So regardless of the weird touchy-feely stuff between Braddock and uh, Melanie, 
We're, we're rolling right on. Uh, Jericho is giving Melanie the eye as she pops some kind of a weird hallucinogen and uh, gets all flipped out. Uh, mm-hmm. She starts tripping and thinking about tidal waves and uh, possibly surfing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing here. And her necklace, like, came alive. Kind of does like a flippity-doo mm-hmm. on her. And then she thinks about waves. Was, was and, that a thing back then? Like a necklace popping out pills? Uh Yeah. Yeah, I mean they still have those. Like hmm. uh uh my uh mom's boyfriend who just passed away had nitrous pills for mm-hmm. his heart and he would just give a click and one would pop out when he needed it and that would be huh. that. So there's that. It's pos- it's it's a thing. Uh so from there they go to the small town of Shining Canyon, which is supposed to be like an old west boom town. They get there on the train. Uh the train is piloted by a couple of um, John Carradine or um, John Carradine, John <laughs> Carpenter, a couple of John Carpenter uh, veterans. Well, one of them mainly, a guy by the name of guy by the name of Peter Jason, and we'll recognize this dude because he popped up in a lot of '80s and '90s movies. He was also a regular on Deadwood. Um, we'll know him from Prince of Darkness. We'll know him from Deadwood. Also, the Mortal Kombat movie. He mm-hmm. played. Uh, Johnny Cage's agent before he morphed into Shang Tsung. Uh, he's a he's a he's a pretty good actor, and he shows up in a lot of nineties two thousands esque horror movies. Uh, the other guy we'll also recognize from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, <laughs> as soon as he popped up, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, that's Stanley, that's fucking Stanley." <laughs> I know. I was like, "What the hell is he doing? You? What is he doing in a movie like this? What are you?" doing there stanley you're not fooling anybody yeah where's the glasses <laughs> you're not fooling anybody it's, uh robert carradine yes his name and i think he's david carradine's son from oh, really? uh, kung fu yeah oh i did not know that i didn't know that either huh so that's kind of cool wow uh yeah that's stanley it's stanley from revenge of the nerds he's there it's fine he's playing like the co-pilot on the on the train so they let the officers off, and they're like, hey, dude, we're going to be back here in a couple hours to pick you up with the prisoner. You guys go hang out and, uh, you know, get the guy and then be back here around 10 o'clock, and we'll snag in, and we'll be back on our way to crisis. So that sounds good, except as soon as the officers get off, they realize that the town is completely deserted. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. They start walking around. Now, uh, they send... Melanie and Jericho to go get the prisoner, Mm -hmm. Desolation Williams. Uh, Braddock and the rookies go to the rec center because they want to take hot showers and stuff and hang out, I guess. I don't don't know what they're doing. Right now, we're going to hang out with uh, Jericho and Melanie. They go to the rec center or the uh, the, uh, jail there where they're going to round up the prisoner. And they get there, and that place is also deserted. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're here. We're going to get the guy. Nobody there. Where the hell is Start looking around. They find the prison cells have people in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them has like a prostitute and two old guys. And they're like, okay, this is fucking weird. Where is everybody? Hey, what's going on out there? And the logbook looked good. Yeah, the logbook looked fine. But there's one prisoner in there that is unaccounted for so mm-hmm. we have an extra person they're like hey yeah what the fuck is your name what are you doing in here she's sleeping she wakes up she's like my name's whitlock i'm a scientist so like what are you doing here she's like this is the only fucking safe place anywhere in here so i just check myself in mm-hmm. i don't think you can go to a jail and just be like 
I'm here. I'm going to... Just put me in there. I'm going to go ahead and crash. Yeah. Throw me in there for a yeah. second. Maybe, maybe Mars is different. You, you got a detox tank? You got, I'm just going to... You know, I got nowhere else to go. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. grab a nap and maybe a meal. If you got it's a okay. Sandwich. Lock me in. Yeah, I don't think that's, Maybe in Mars. Uh, not not so much here. Uh, anyway, they're like, hey, what's up with you? And she's like, yeah, I'm a scientist. I had to get the fuck out of there. So this is the only safe place. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they're like, that's that's, that's kind of weird. What the fuck is going on? Where is everybody? They're like, they're all dead. All right, interesting. So now they round up those guys. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, just calm your asses down. Look at one talk to Desolation, played by Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. And he is playing the hardest motherfucker he can. Oh, yeah, he didn't say anything. He is basically playing Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> really? From NWA. He's like, let me see your ID. Bitch. He didn't actually say that. that no. Was, that was bad. His first introduction, he didn't say anything. No, he didn't say anything. So they go in there like, hey, what's going on out there? He doesn't say a word. Mm. Hey, motherfucker, what's going on? He still doesn't say a word. He's like, fine, I'm going to leave your ass in here. So they take off. Uh, they're like, okay. They get uh, the other team on the radio. And they're like, hey, man, there's, not, there's nobody here. I don't know what's going on. I got these prisoners. I got the prisoner that we're supposed to take back. Uh, what do you want to do? And they're on the other end. They're over at the rec center or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we walked into the rec center. Everybody is strung up and have been decapitated. Yeah. So it's a whole fucking thing. And I don't know what's going on here. Like, okay, come back here to the police station and we'll sort some shit out. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Here comes team one, which is Braddock, uh, Cleo Duvall, and the other guy, Desconso. They're on their way back. Uh, the other team, uh, Jericho and Melanie, go out to meet them. They pass by this, um, I guess it's a Martian rover or some kind of an APC situation. It's a vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's right. whatever kind of vehicle they have up there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, look at that thing. It's a vehicle. And they look inside and they see somebody moving around. So mm-hmm. they're like, hey, man, what the fuck happened out here? And the dude's like, oh, you got to get out of here. It's crazy. Yeah. Don't open the door. Don't open the door. And then he slices his own throat. Mm-hmm. So that naturally means let's open the door to the fucking vehicle. Yeah, because why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Don't uh, open the door. Open the door. Okay. We definitely got to get that door open. Yeah. So Jericho, Jason Statham, is some kind of like a welder kind of a dude. He's mm-hmm. working on the door. While that's going on, uh, there's like a... I don't know, man. It's like a... Well, Jason Statham is the one that said, "Yeah, we should probably not open the door. You think we should? Okay. Yeah, he's the one who actually said we, we shouldn't open it. And then then uh, Natasha Hinstridge is like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Okay. Anyway, while, that's go- while that conversation is happening, there's like a big uh, shaky cam situation and mm-hmm. like a b- people running and things like that. All of a sudden, Braddock goes missing. Yeah. The uh, captain, the weird lesbian captain of this team, mm-hmm. played by Pam Greer. Yeah. So what we She just have, takes off. It's like, she, where the hell is she going? Well, we don't know where she's going. I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell's going on. She had like a big gun on her, too. Yeah. She's the one that we want to keep around. Because mm-hmm. if we have to lay somebody down, we want that big gun. Regardless, she's gone. Everybody's like, hey, what happened to her? I don't know. Uh, fuck. I'm, I'm going to go find her. <laughs> yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're going. I don't even know what you're looking for. But go ahead. Uh, everybody's like, what the hell happened to her? I don't know. We see her run off. It's all shaky cam. Now, I don't know, man. This is where things kind of get stupid. Because I feel like... 
I feel like this is a very dumb version of Aliens. Oh, I can see I that. I feel like Aliens, like, made sense. Mm-hmm. This did not. Right. Now, never mind the token hot chicks that were put on the crack military team mm-hmm. who clearly don't know how to handle weapons or anything else. Hot chick. There was no plural in Okay. <laughs> I, I would have sex with Pam Greer. Oh, uh, she kind of reminds me of Wanda Sykes. A little bit, yeah, yeah. A much hotter version of Wanda Sykes. Yeah. She was Foxy Brown, dude. I'll bang the snot out of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have... I, I was thinking that the blonde... I'll have sex with her, too. She's yeah. Clea Duvall. Yeah. She was in um, Carnival. Yeah. She was in The Grudge. Yeah. She's got some horror cred. She does. Which I mean, will get her into my pants. Miss Duvall, yeah. if you were listening... <laughs> And you are interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she is. So, I mean... Wrong gender. Uh, well, yeah, she has no interest in me. I, I get that. But regardless, and it also has Jason Statham. Here's yeah. the thing, man. I feel like this was supposed to be aliens. Like, they get to the weird uh, place. Uh, no. Everybody's gone. Okay. Like, what the fuck? I'll get into my thoughts later on this Okay. One. But right now we're following the same pacing of aliens. Okay, everybody's gone. We got to find them. We got to go into d- dig deep into the shit, uh, and from there everything's going to get fucked up, and a lot of us are going to get killed. Right. That's basically aliens in a nutshell. Except aliens was a lot better. <laughs> now, regardless, let me let me not stray too far from the storyline. At this point, Jericho says, "I'm going to go find Braddock. You guys get uh, back to the uh, police substation or whatever the hell you call it." And get yourself in there. We have like an hour and a half until the train comes back. So just, you know, buckle down tight and hang Mm -hmm. out there. So they're like, okay, yeah, great idea. They go back there. Uh, Jericho goes and goes running off after uh, Brad. Now, he follows her for a little while. And I'm, dude, I am breezing through this. Because these two storylines, which are about to become three and four different Mm storylines, are woven together like a very shitty comforter yeah. that your grandpa, grandpa or Sewed grandma together. made while he was drunk with a stapler. Yeah. And I mean hammered. Yeah. So let's just hang out with Jericho for a second. He follows um, Pam Greer off into the distance where he finds like a weird pit, party pit happening mm-hmm. with uh, severed heads all over the... Uh, uh, rim of it. And he's yeah, like, oh. one of one dude's like running with a head. Yeah, and he, uh, naturally it happens to be Braddock's head, so mm-hmm. he's fucking on a stake. And then Jericho's like, "Oh God, damn it! Well, that's so much for that. Let me just see what's going on." Follows that guy, and then where we we get to like this weird um, bonfire party. Yeah, a little Marilyn Manson concert. I don't know what. The, <laughs> I don't know who the dude was that played like the head Martian, but he had very Marilyn Manson vibes. <laughs> right. He was try- He wanted to be Marilyn. Manson. Yeah. He was feeling his. Or is it the other way around? No, 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 no. <laughs> Manson came way before this clown. Uh, but he was definitely feeling his inner Manson. Yes. Like he. Or maybe D. Snyder from Strangeland. Oh yeah, could he was been, definitely yeah. all into that with the long <laughs> hair and the black, the weird, and the contacts. Oh and the, man, yeah. So basically, what we have here, kids, is everybody on this Martian uh, Shining Canyon uh, mining colony has been turned into a bunch of weird body mod freaks, and they are into pain piercings, piercings, uh, hubcaps. They love themselves some oh, hubcaps. Man. I don't know. I didn't even see that many vehicles. I don't know where they got all these goddamn hubcaps. But uh, 
That's why there's no vehicles. Making like weird refune uh, weapons out of metal shit and being very DIY with it, their chandeliers. Yeah, with like the the arts and crafts. Yeah, like uh, weird bird like, cages and mobile, yeah, <laughs> yeah. weird mobiles and little wind chime things. And yeah, barbed wire and screws and shit. Uh, very artsy. In fact, totally. <laughs> Who the fuck has time for that? Right? What are you doing? <laughs> Do you want to kill each other? I'm done wanna... mangling my face. Hey. I'm going to create some art. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I jammed this thing into my temple, and now I'm going to build a fucking thing. <laughs> right? Well, you got another temple, right? Why don't you stick something in there? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to finish this first, then I'll do the t- other temple. Yeah. <laughs> you clowns. <laughs> Anyway, that's what they're doing. They have a bunch of uh, random people out there, and they're chopping their heads off. Excellent. Every time somebody gets their head chopped off, everybody cheers. So basically, the mining uh, colony that was Shining Canyon is now like this weird bunch of psychos, and they really like uh, hurting themselves and each other and other people. Right. Excellent. But at the same time, they uh, have like a weird military adherence. Now, here's problem number two. Hmm. That I have. And this is a big problem. Hang out with me on this. It's going to get a little complicated. Okay. When the quote-unquote crack military police squad got off the train, the first thing that was said was, Hey, everybody, put your breathers in air quotes on because the air here is only 84% terraformed. Now, by breathers, everybody put on a bunch of glasses. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm, when you say breather, I'm expecting something to go over your nose and mouth. Now, that's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll write that off as some kind of uh, Mar- Martian uh, technology, some kind of futuristic thing. Where sure. You, Why you just not? have to put glasses on and then you can breathe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, I'm left to assume that anybody who's not wearing a breather is either going to suffocate or is going to have their head explode by some kind of pressure thing. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good for them. Right. Okay. From here on out, the approach to the quote-unquote breathers is very laissez-faire. I.e., some people are wearing them, some people aren't. Right. The, the people that aren't wearing them seem to not be affected in the least bit. So, yeah. hmm. what the fuck, John Carpenter, with your breathers? Now, I'm all for... Just saying, fuck the breathers. I'm all, okay, hey, hey, we can breathe the air here. Yeah. Okay. So then, fuck then don't these, even bring it up. So fuck these glasses. They're targeting right. glasses mm-hmm. or they tie into your weapons somehow. Fair enough. But you made it a point when they got off the train to say, where are your breathers? You can't breathe the air here. Hmm. Everybody else is breathing the air here just fine, minus the, the cool shades. Mm-hmm. Why was that even now, said? <laughs> Again, buddy, 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 my dear friend, <laughs> if this were a student film, no problemo. Right. If this were some kind of an independent production by people that I've never heard of, okay, slight slight oversight. Yeah. This is John John motherfucking Carpenter. Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. This is not a fucking mistake that he is allowed to make. Okay? Yeah. See, now, here's my theory on this, and I don't want to go off, off the rails here, at some point in John Carpenter's career, uh, this 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 right here, The Ghosts of Mars, was his last big theater production, and I feel like his movies started off phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The Fog, uh, Halloween, uh, The Thing, 
Oh, yeah. D- dude. Laid out. You're not going to get any better than that. Yeah. The Thing, arguably a perfect film, in my opinion. Um, from there on out, we got less movie, less horror, more politics. And, and I sci-fi. feel like this was the culmination of that. At this point, he said, fuck horror, fuck movies. I'm going to get my political statement across, and I'm going to hit you right in the fucking gut with it. Yeah, and not even give a shit about... <laughs> and this is what we get, man. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the nonsensical crap that came of it. Now, by the time we got to The Ward, which was about, um, eight, year, uh, about eight, year, eight or nine years after this, mm-hmm. at that point, he was just making it for video game. He, was, he just made that for video game money and weed, right. pretty much. So... I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what to say. Hmm. I mean, I, I, oh, I. I'm very conflicted about this film. I want to like this movie. I want to. I really do. It's got There's so many flaws in this. It's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible fucking movie. And I hate. I, to, I think this could have been a great movie. I don't think it could have. I don't think. I, I do. I, I feel like if somebody had just raised their hand during a production production meeting and said. Uh, uh, with the glasses, the, the, so the breathers, and then, but those guys aren't wearing them. Should we at least put them on them or give them like a face? Somebody's got to raise their hand and be like, ah, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're working with John Carpenter, so I feel like raising your hand is like an affront to him, so you can't do it. I don't know, man. I just, I want to like this movie. I want to love this movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to love the ward too. That was going to be his great return to horror, but this is just this is this is nonsense, man. And I I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. Wait till we get into uh, Survival of the Dead. I'm probably going to cry. I'm probably <laughs> going to cry on that episode. All right, fuck off. Let's get back into the show here. So that's what happens. Sees all the crazy fucking goings ons with the people jabbing themselves in the face. He's like, oh fuck this. Goes hauling ass back to the uh, police station, halfway or whatever you want to call it. Halfway back there, he gets grabbed by three other dudes, and he's. They're like, "Hey, man, we're survivors. We we got out of there before everything went to shit. So we saw the whole thing. Get us back to the police station." So he's like, "Okay, come on." Jericho takes these three other guys back to the police station. He's like, "Look, uh, I got some survivors here. Uh, they're going to tell us what happened." So he takes them inside. Let's uh, give we get the spiel on what happened. So these three guys, we're gonna figure this out immediately because this is very um, lazy. I, I I wasn't gonna say lazy. I was gonna call it uh, not effortful. It's lazy. <laughs> it's lazy. It's it's. Uh, Somebody didn't put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> it's lazy. lazy. It's, it's fucking lazy. They're like, hey, man, we, we were up on the ridge with our binoculars and we were spying on everybody. And then we saw this weird red mist come down and then everybody fell asleep. And then when they woke up, they started jabbing themselves. And, okay. And we stayed here okay. and then realized, oh, oh, they're coming back to life. Oh, shit. Really? Okay. You stayed there? <laughs> now, this is flashback number one inside of flashback number two. And yeah. we get to see this whole shit. It's a red mist comes down. Mining colony, they all fall asleep, they wake up, they start sticking themselves with stuff, and then that's how that goes. Number one, during flashback number two, or excuse me, yeah, flashback yeah, number two. two, which is inside flashback number one, these fucking guys are not wearing the glasses. Mm-mm. Small detail. But they're way up on the cliff. Small detail. Put the fucking glasses on so that the glasses... So you can the, breathe right. So that the... <laughs> 
man. Man. At least that would make the glasses that the police officers were wearing make sense. Instead, they're up there just basically hanging. No glasses. They're wearing trench coats and uh, wife beaters and stuff. No, no problem. Uh, they see everybody go down. They're wearing... Okay, what are you guys doing up on a ridge watching everybody else work? Well, he made up the story that how are we going to sneak down there when everybody's like What the fuck around? are you sneaking down there for? It sounded like... The, the way they made it sound to me was... Hey, we're we're just gonna go sneak off, do whatever we want, and then we'll join back down there because we're not actually we don't really want to work. Okay. And so they're hanging up at the top, waiting for that right time where they can go hurry up and go back down to the bottom of the cliff to get to blend in to work. I like love these that. are like these are slackers. Yeah, I know. love that. Sure. Okay. Love, that, that's didn't... what I got about that, you know, when they were up on okay, top. Okay, I didn't get that, but I love that. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to sign off on that. I saw these three guys and said you motherfuckers are criminals, and you're trying to break that guy out because pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. And that, lo and behold, turned out to be exactly what was going on. Right. All right, so that's what they do. Uh, so they saw the whole thing. It's a big red fucking cloud that comes down, and then everybody goes to sleep. When they wake up, they shove pins in themselves and start uh, carving other people's faces off and things like that. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. And, and killing people that didn't turn. Didn't turn, which mm-hmm. is the thing. So that's nasty, too. Uh, once they get, once Jericho gets them back to the main jail, they're like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, we're here to escort a prisoner. Which prisoner? Oh, uh, Desolation Williams. And then they all pull guns on them. Because, of course. Of course. Their Desolation Williams is gang. Posse. Okay, cool. I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. We could, we could, we could turn this into a Martian Western. Why not? Want. Why not do that? Uh, now this is the, <laughs> this might be the dumbest part of the whole fucking movie oh yeah the dumbest part of the whole now i want to be on i want to be on john carpenter's side and right i want to think to myself this is this could be a good movie mm. but the, here 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 uh is where i officially check out so, yeah i agree uh, they pull guns on the cops the cops are like oh geez yeah he's right back here mm. they open the cell door uncuff him uncuff him everything's cool all the criminals run into the cell, and the cops are like, fuck you, assholes. Close <laughs> the cell That's <laughs> stupid. Come on, man. How bad is that? And then the, they all pull their guns on the cops, and they're like, go ahead and shoot us, fucko. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting out. You'll rot in that fucking cell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was stupid. Dude. <laughs> All right, so that's what happens. Eventually, the three amigos. Yeah, he's like, "These are my." Ice Cube comes out. He's like, "Oh, this is my gang. These three amigos." I'm like, oh yeah, what are they doing? That's Uno, Dos, Dos and, and Trace. Fool. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, Uno. And, and all Uno, Dos, and Trace are stuck in the inside the cell. Stupid man! Come on, come on. Yeah. All right, so they get out, and then they come to this uneasy truce that they have to work together to get out of there because all the psychos are now banging on the uh, precinct doors, and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's. Uh, it's getting creepy out here. I don't know what we're going to do. So everything gets pretty uh, gnarly. Now, this is where we're going to get some exposition on Desolation Williams. Uh, he is being charged with 
multiple murders, like some kind of a massacre situation where he right. apparently killed a bunch of dudes and then and made cut off. their heads off yeah, and strung them up and then made off with their paychecks. So we kind of know what's going on. It's well, like, oh shit. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I didn't do that shit. Uh, but then we get a f- flashback number three, which is inside of flashback number one. And that's him basically stumbling upon a massacre. And he's like, oh, I found all this money. I'm just going to take this and run. Mm-hmm. And then that's what he got busted for. So maybe he's not as bad as everybody thinks he is. Right. Now, about this time, we're going to cut back to the rest of the prisoners, which was prostitute, uh, old guy one, and old mm-hmm. guy two who doesn't talk. Now, funny thing about this red mist it like kind of it floats it floats and it does like a it's not a demon and you can't see it you can't see it it's like a weird happening ask uh chemical reaction that gets into you and then it the 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 scientist lady made a very compelling argument about weird biochemical reactions and certain flora and fauna that create uh, like a weird mist that can be inhaled and then it kind of fucks with your cerebellum in a weird way. It's a whole thing. And I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to butcher that because it's not going to make any fucking sense. Not that it would make any sense if you were watching this movie. Regardless, uh, that's what we go into. And whenever we, periodically throughout the movie, we're going to cut to POV of this weird uh, hypno mist that just takes off uh, out of one dead guy and goes looking, looking for, for a host, a, another dead guy or another guy to jump into. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, uh, old guy in cell number one that doesn't talk gets the hypno mist and starts clawing his face apart. Okay, nasty. Everybody's like, "Oh, we can't take that guy with us." Mm-mm. So leave him in the cell. Yeah, get him. Oh, no, he's not coming with us. No fucking way. Bang, bang, bang. Everybody's banging on the door. Everybody's freaking out. Uh, we decide to work together to get the fuck out of here. Look outside. Here comes the train. It's up there at the station. And I am glazing over about an hour and 40 minutes worth of plot. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense and has nothing to do with anything. Uh, there it is. There's the train. Uh, um, Peter Jason and uh, the guy from Revenge of the Nerds right there are like, Hey, we've been here for 20 minutes. What the fuck is taking so long? Where are you, Ben? Like, okay, here we come. We're going right now. Be careful. Everybody's yeah, fucking crazy. Wait for us. So we get a big uh, action sequence, mm-hmm. and this part was hilarious because <laughs> we have Ice Cube holding what appears to be two Tech Nines. Yeah. And he's running down the, the, the street, <laughs> shooting them both in opposite directions. <laughs> yeah. Not looking in either direction, just casually shaking his head as he's shooting these mm-hmm. fucking guns. <laughs> like, like he does in the gangster movie. <laughs> uh, a gangster movie with about... I'm surprised it wasn't turned to the side. <laughs> At least look where you're shooting. All you're doing is shaking your head while you run. I'm surprised right. you didn't run into a fucking fence post or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so we get that. It's a big fucking action sequence. Everybody gets shot up. Uh, we lose Clea Duvall. She gets decapitated with a hubcap. Um, we lose Jason Statham. He gets gang jumped by a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. Both the train guys get killed. Or no, actually no. they don't. No, they don't, actually. Um, everybody else. 
gets on board. Oh, all of Desolation Williams' gangs get gets killed. Yep. Uh, one of them like slices his own fingers off while he's trying to make a hand grenade. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he's like, I put it in here. Well, he, he took one of those. Up. He took one of those pills. Those, no, he had like a weird huffer. Thing. Oh Remember yeah, yeah. That? It looked like a. It looked like one of those tasers. That's right. It looked That's like right. a vape thing. Yeah, really. a vape taser. Yeah, he's like. like <laughs> yeah, and then he slices his own fingers off. Uh, from there, tried to so, show off to that chick. Yeah, so <laughs> they shoot a bunch of guys. Uh, a couple of them get killed. They get on the train. They get hauling ass back to the main city of Crazy. They're thinking they're gonna wait. They're gonna warn everybody. And then halfway down the road, Natasha, Melanie is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We could kill them all right now. We could just kill the whole ship right now. Let's just fuck them all up. We're going to go back there, and there's a nuclear reactor, and we're going to get in there, and we're going to blow the shit up. We're going to irradiate the whole crap, and it's going to it's gonna kill everything. Oh, so. we forgot. Natasha got, like, the stuff inside of her, and then she took one. Of the, oh, uh, And then right. Ice Cube threw one of those pills in her, so this will fuck them up. That's and right. And then she saw, like, the inside of what they were thinking yeah, and planning she, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Well, basically, and then it, and then she threw the the stuff out. Yeah, she can cough it out when she's if you apparently if you get high as shit, they can't control you. They can't do it, and they don't know how to handle weird hypno drugs. Yeah, so now that so, she knows what the hell they're planning and shit, she decided, hey, let's turn this fucker around. So I think this is John Carpenter saying industrialization is bad, negative effects on the uh, uh, environment. Do more drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just drug it out. You'll just be fine. Drug, just yeah. fucking blast yourself off. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happens. And what she did that that was dumb, man. Because we get like these. She gets like weird flashbacks of like the whole the actual aliens. Yeah, they look like shark people. I was thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah. Weird thing. And the very dumb looking. But mm-hmm. um, it's 2001. Who cares? Uh, eventually she coughs the shit out and they let her back in and then here comes the train big bang 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 with a boom mm-hmm. get on the train haul an ass no 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 stop it blah, blah, blah. we gotta go back there and blow up the nuclear reactor try to fucking kill everybody alright excellent that's the game plan uh, nobody else signed off on this except for her but I guess that's what we're doing Yeah. so they go back there uh, what few remaining people are left basically everybody except for Natasha Henstridge and Ice Cube Gets killed in this nonsensical farce. And the train people. The train people, too. They get killed. Uh, they get on, they rewire the nuclear reactor. They get back on the train and haul ass to the main city of Crisi. Halfway down, kaboom, blows everybody up. Uh, desolation, when she, she gets like knocked out because a couple of these psychos get on board with her before they take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, desolation Williams is stitching her up when she wakes up and he's like, yeah, I'm going to let you go because, you know, you're my sister now and we kicked a lot of ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, I'm going to handcuff your ass because Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically handcuffed her. You know, like, hey, I'm, I'm getting off this ride because I am not going to where you want to yeah, take Yeah, he's like, me. I ain't going to be caught by you, bitch. Yeah, see ya. And then he gets off the train and then she falls asleep. And then when she wakes up, and that brings us to present day where she's being questioned by the tribunal and they're like, That'll be all, Lieutenant. You can go back to your cell now. And then by now, whatever the shit is, has invaded the the main city mm-hmm. and all hell is breaking loose. But it's okay. Here comes Desolation Williams with two chrome-plated. Chrome-plated, yeah. Space <laughs> submachine guns. Right? And he's like, let's kick some ass. And he's like, she's like, yeah, that's what we do. And then they go walking off to fight the fucking mm-hmm. whatever. 
And that's the end of your fucking movie, buddy. Ghosts of Mars. What do you think? It's all right. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's I, bad. I give it a 4.5. I would give it, that's more than IMDb, or that's less than IMDb gave it. I would give it like a solid 2. Wow. 2.0. And my reasoning behind that is that, like, I feel like if you are a qualified and capable of director and you're like a um, veteran of the horror genre, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to make this shit. You know what I mean? You should not be allowed to. At what point? Okay, this is written and directed by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. I and get, the music by the mu- I love the music. The music was good. Yeah. yeah you, can't, you can't get away from that. There, but, there was a couple parts I was like, oh, that almost sounds like Lost Boys. There's a couple, a little bit, co- the couple of the songs. Yeah, totally. But, uh, dude, you made The Fog. You mm-hmm. made The Thing. You made Hollow... You jumped... You basically gave birth to the slasher subgenre. Okay, but ignoring all those previous films... You can't. You, can't. <laughs> you cannot do it. And I think... I feel like that makes this movie that much worse. Because right. you did all of that. This is remedial filmmaking 101. Yeah, it what really is. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. What are you even doing? How did this... How did you write this script... Look at it and say, "Winner." I don't understand that. No. How did you? How did you get the script past the studio to the to principal photography? Because I can afford to put this through, and nobody can question it. Why would you do that? You never mind me. Never mind me. Right. Never mind us. Never mind the the horror audience out there who know and love and cherish your work dearly. Just think of your just as a casual film viewer. How are you going to watch this and not raise your hand and go, "Eh, that doesn't uh yeah. there's some things here that don't add up, sir." How do you how how do you miss that? Is what I'm uh, questioning. Now, like I said, if this was made by some film students, it'd be a great film. It'd be it'd be all right. You mm-hmm. know, it's a it's a first time hey, offering. Not, not bad for a If this was made by like a bunch of knucklehead podcasters, eh, you got the special effects pretty good. Yeah, you know John Carpenter. That's why. That's why I was thinking four point five. If no. I put away, if I put no. away the the person behind it, no, <laughs> no, buddy, no, you can't. The, this is John fucking Carpenter. He's not allowed to do this. <laughs> not allowed. I mean, to make even mistakes. even if he did do this, even say say this was his um, magnum opus, and he truly believed in this film. Mm-hmm. And he felt, you know, uh, I didn't get that. Well, sure. I know, I know, but just hang out with me on this. He like this was his, uh, you know, he f- truly felt that the political messaging and with the, you know, the industrialization and this this was an important movie that needed to be seen. Uh, and this was something that at some point you have to you have to sit down in a in a chair and watch this and go. Or is he under contract? There is that. That's a possibility. Because if he's under contract, hey, you need to make so many films. I hadn't considered that. That's a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. Because I've, all right, fine. Here's your fucking film. I've seen. I've heard, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of directors doing that, where they're mm-hmm. they're so pissed off, and you know, you're under you're under contract with the studio for so many films. First one's great. Second one gets pam. Blah, 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 blah. By the, the third or fourth one, you're they just don't so even angry. give a shit. Yeah, you're like, you know what? You're fucking here's your fucking movie, and go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. That might be a thing. That yeah. might be a real thing. 
And now I have to rethink my whole George Romero <laughs> argument. All right. You're welcome. Well, that's not going to work on Romero because that was an independent film. All right. Well, we're going to take us a little break. We'll come back in a second. Now this one dedicated to my name called MacGyver And all 007 James Bond spy man in the area Maximum shot. respect to the man them called Ice Cube And the bus no deuce, deuce, no trade, but for four wicked
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Boom! Buddy? Yeah? If I were to make a movie Mm -hmm. and I had to get some kind of weird political agenda across... Um, it would probably be something to the effect of women should be allowed to go topless in public. And not wear a mask. That either. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, if you want to wear a mask, it's fine. But I th- still think... Th- I mean, if we do our anthology, we could do it with Poundemic, you know? I'm gonna. I've already, I already know what I'm doing. Okay. Dude, we're gonna make this happen. Okay. I've already got mine. I can do, I can probably do a good, uh, 25-minute vignette. Yeah. Yeah, Bang. I would say if we get three stories in this, I think we'd be pretty good. Who else can write a, a, a short story for Poundemic? All right, throwing it out to you guys. Let's Anybody see. Anybody want to get in on this short, this, uh, yeah. this uh, anthology series? It's going down. Yeah. Poundemic. We'll, and we'll tie it in together? Yeah. I don't know about that. The, no, anthology. We got to have a, I, Well, all right. Let me hear what you... We'll, get, we'll do this off the air. But okay. I want to hear what you got first. <laughs> I don't right. know if I want my shit, you know, attached to yours. <laughs> <laughs> I got a diarrhea movie. You're going to love it. No. No, I don't. <laughs> all right, amigo. You ready to do a little what are you looking at? Yeah, let's I do it. I got it going on. I only got a, a couple of movies in this, this week. Same here. All right. Very cool. Should be a short segment. Good, because we're going long. What are you looking at? Booyah. So, there was a movie that came out in 2019 that was actually... Really good. I talked about it on the show before. It was called Luz, L-U-Z. And it was basically about a demon that fell in love with the chick that it possessed. Hmm. The chick was exercised. The demon was expelled. But the demon ever since that point has been body hopping, trying to get back to the chick. Um, It was Argentinian. Really good show. Okay. Now, there's another movie that came out also in 2019 called Lose the Flower of Evil, L-U-Z again. And I thought I was hoping that they would somehow, like a sequel or something? somehow be tied together. Mm-hmm. They're not. Oh, okay. uh, this one is uh, Chilean. It has to do with a weird religious cult in the mountains. It's on Shutter right now if anybody wants to check it out. Okay. Uh, Both of them? I don't know that the first one is. I think I found the first one on either Tubi or... Possibly Hulu. Okay. Uh, the first one, just plain lose, is a really good show. You should definitely check that okay. one out. This one's all right. It uh, basically this weird religious cult up in the mountains of Chile uh, is abducting kids because they think that the kid is Jesus, and then they tie him up in a basically a pig pen and leave him there. Damn. See if he dies or not. Mm-hmm. And shit goes awry. Needless to say, hmm. and things get really fucked up. It's fine. It has nothing to do with the original lose. Okay. If you have to pick between the two loses, go, go, with the first one. go with the first one. Okay, This one's fine, but first one's a lot better. Also watch Delirium from 2018. Oh, yeah. You heard of this one? Mm-hmm. Now, this one is, I found this one on Hulu. Um, so there's actually a couple movies called Delirium. 
The one that I watched had to do with like a weird initiation between a bunch of college fucked mm-hmm. dogs. That's yep. the one you saw. That's the one I saw. It's not bad. Yeah, I it's, like that one. It's not bad at all. I was expecting a bunch of dumb shit, but uh, they get they get into the. So basically, they have like this hell gang. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really mean anything. It's not no. a fraternity or anything. But you have to go through an initiation to get into the hell gang. You got to go to this weird old mansion where they've concocted all these weird urban tales that most of them aren't even true. But you got to break in there, or at, least at the initiation is just to go up to the front steps, mm-hmm. and you got to have like this body cam on you so that they can verify it that you actually did it. That you actually did it mm-hmm. naturally. Uh, they they get a couple of yahoos to go up there yeah. and shit oh, gets fucked come up. Come on in. Yeah, naturally, <laughs> it doesn't go well. Uh, it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty dumb, but for what it is, I thought it wasn't a bad show. Yeah. at all. Uh, it's not found footage, so no. right there that elevates it over ninety nine percent of its ilk. Um, I think it's worth a watch. If nothing else, if you got nothing better to do, check it out. It's. Mm-hmm. Classic haunted house, uh, kids in a haunted house situation. I would uh, equate it to a lowbrow version of Night of the Demons, perhaps, or yeah, you know, uh, Saint Francis. A better version of the uh, Saint Francisville experiment hmm. without the found footage aspect. Not not too shabby. That's all I'm looking at, buddy. What do you got? Uh, I finally checked out Doctor Sleep. What do you think? I liked it. Not a bad show. Yeah, not a bad show. They really explain, you know, shining a little bit more in it. I thought I it was pretty it. nice. I love that. In- um, they definitely made a reference to Stephen King's version of The Shining versus Kubrick's. Flanagan did his best. Mm-hmm. Because, dude, that has got to be the hardest job in the fucking world. Oh, man. Making a sequel to The Shining. Mm-hmm. Now, we all love Stephen King. We know yeah. him. We love him. Yeah, like like me, I know a lot of people. Once they heard that Doctor Sleep was being made, uh, they went out and immediately reread the original Shining and then the Doctor Sleep book. You can't, you can't. I don't feel that you that you can get any better in straddling the two universes, right? Because on one side you have the Stephen King version, which is its own version. It's okay. It's good. It's a good book. Um, Oh, the book, yes, the book is great. Yeah, um, but then you get over to the Kubrick version, which I think is a phenomenal movie. I think is probably the closest you're going to get to a perfect film. Yes, and I don't. I I know Jason and Harold will come in here and he'll debate me until the cows come home. But I feel like that is probably as far as like directing and art style and um, building tension, things like that. I don't think you're going to do any better. Problem is that the crux of the story varies so widely from the Stephen King source material that you can't do them both. Right. I don't think you're going to do any better than Mike Flanagan. Right. In straddling the two. Yeah, it was really good. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. And uh, last one I saw was Ma or Maz or something like that. The with the party. Yeah, with the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd you think, man? It was silly. It, it was is. fun. It's fun. It's a, <laughs> yeah. It's a fun movie. And to be honest with you, I would. I when I was a teenager, I always had these fantasies about luring all the popular kids down and just killing them all. Just bring <laughs> killing them all. Them all. Just, oh just yeah. Fucking get rid of all. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Or if I wanted to get sadistic, chain them up and do all the shit that she did. But mm-hmm. it's it's a good time. It's a yeah. fun movie. But the cast that they got involved in this i was like really juliette lewis oh yeah and uh uh what's his name from lord of the rings uh orlando luke Hulu. evans oh luke evans yeah 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 man serious 
Mm-hmm. It's a fucking dumb movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Whatever's, whatever floats your boat. That's mm-hmm. what we're looking at, inmates. Uh, how about a little immersion therapy coming at you? Oh, yeah. Immersion therapy. Midsummer man. Yeah. What did you think of this one? I liked it. I really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he pisses on the <laughs> on the uh, 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 dead people's ashes. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Uh, here's the thing, man. I mean, what... there, there's so many of these movies. That's what I was going to get into. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you take you take a midsummer, and right off the bat, we have our our gang of kids, and they go to this weird isolated village somewhere in mid Europe. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we've seen this before. Oh yeah, we know where this is going. We all saw the Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. We all saw the various incarnations of it, and mm-hmm. the the remake, which wasn't that great. We know where we know where we're headed. Mm-hmm. So the storyline in itself is not all that original. Yeah, we know where it's going. Now, what that leaves in between here in the end of the storyline is What's... the execution oh, and how we can make how we can improve upon what mm-hmm. we have already seen. Do the cliff. The cliff. Oh, man. With the fucking sledgehammer that followed. Oh, yeah, because he didn't a. die. Yeah. Fucking A, man. <laughs> so, and I think that's kind of a testament to Ari Aster, is that he can take a, a tried and true story, like The Wicker Man, yeah. kind of put his own artistic spin on it, get us involved in the characters. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is this is not all that different from, like, a, uh, a Green Inferno, per right. se. Because mm-hmm. it's it's the same kind of a thing. Kids go down there. They're trying to help. They're trying to involve themselves, and they end up uh, getting thrown into a meat grinder. Right, and That's, it's not a suicide pack like one of the other ones. No, it's, you know it's all part of the formula that we've seen thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, you you can re redo that movie. You can put your own spin on it. Oh, yeah. and make it better. And did I feel that this was better in certain aspects? Yeah. I knew where it was going. The plot line was predictable. We know what's going to happen. There's Mm going to be some weird deity that these kids are going to have to be sacrificed to. Mm -hmm. So really the only question that remains is how far are we going to push that sacrifice? What are you going to show us in these sacrifices? Mm -hmm. How obscure are you going to make it? Or how much are you going to shove it down our throats? That's fine too. Mm -hmm. Um, We know they're not going to want anybody to leave. No, of course not. (laughs) You know the uh, once once the kids start disappearing, then it becomes painfully obvious what's going on. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You mm-hmm. can do that. Um, I I dug it. I dug it. I dig Ari Aster. I know a lot of people have their qualms about Hereditary. There is a slight tie-in, a very slight tie-in. I didn't catch it. Okay, shall I enlighten you? Yes. Okay, Hereditary. You know the the somewhat uncomfortable scene in which. Um, Tony Collette is coming out of the craft store and she gets stopped by the big fat lady and she's, oh, oh, let me tell you. And she's part of that support group and she keeps putting her hands on Tony Collette and, oh, we did this seance thing and, oh, it was so great. I got to talk to my grandson and I know it was him. I could feel it and all that. You remember that scene? Oh, yeah. Does that ring any bells? Uh-huh. As Tony Collette is walking out of the craft store, uh-huh. you can see the two main characters, uh, what's her name and her boyfriend, walking into the craft store. 
Oh. If you got to be paying attention. Okay. You got to be on your game because it's very quick. Uh, it's not necessarily huh. a tie-in. It's just a little quick little snippety-do, mm-hmm. you know. I dig it, man. I dig Ari Aster. I love Hereditary. I know a lot of people want to fight me over that. <laughs> uh, I'm not mad at Midsummer. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. I liked it. I'm not going to tell you it's the best thing ever. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not at all mad at it. I thought it was. Uh, you know, it it, it kind of gets stuck into that uh, Wicker Man formula, and I think it loses some points on predictability. I don't, I don't really think the Wicker Man, but there was another one that we watched where. It was an old dude that was in charge of it, and then at the end they were all doing like a suicide pack. An like, old dude? Are you you thinking of um, Sacrament? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Similar. Very similar. Yeah. Minus uh, minus the whole suicide pack. The thing. whole Jim Jones situation. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. People go down and they try to check in on these weird cults, and then they get you get trapped. Yeah. And you become cannon fodder. I mean, mm-hmm. we know where it's going. It's mm-hmm. nothing we haven't seen before. It's all about the execution. And how you take us from point A to point B. In this case, I thought it was pretty done pretty well. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Buddy, what do you got for us this week? Homeboy? All right, this week, let's check out 2016's The House. It's a German film. And it's about two German soldiers who have taken a Norwegian soldier as prisoner on one of the coldest Scandinavian winter nights during World War II. They are thankful when they have a lonely house out in the wilderness, but the house is not that cozy after all. They're Nazis. Mm-hmm. They are Nazis. <laughs> Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same in Compare Notes next week. Yes. Now, we must, in absentia, educate Miss Monica. Mm-hmm. Educating Miss Monica. Her clues from last week. Uh, five victims. Uh, what was the band? She, oh, uh, Poison? Poison. Bo- bon no, 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 Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Uh, I figured her out. The name of the movie is Jack's Back. Starring, which sounds disgusting, which uh, stars James Spader as basically a mm-hmm. psycho that thinks he's the reincarnation of Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. I know it took me a couple of days, but I got her. It was the, uh, the five, yeah. I wasn't even thinking that one either. It was the five victims thing that got me. Yeah, Whitechapel murders. Ah. is what it was. So now, in lieu of Miss Monica, you now must educate me. Mm. So I brought my ex-girlfriend to what I uh, thought was going to be a romantic weekend at my parents' uh, uh, vacation getaway. Uh, Little did I know that they uh, let some other uh, colleagues of theirs borrow it. And then we, that's that's cool though. They're good friends. And we had dinner and a couple of bottles of wine. And then we broke out the edibles. And then some really weird shit went down on the beach. Next morning I wake up. And I'm surrounded by goddamn uh, trance zombies in a weird way. And uh, one of them can't walk. My boyfriend, or I, yeah, I guess my boyfriend is uh, not feeling too good. And I'm trying to get him the fuck out of here. But there's nobody around for miles because this is a vacation community. What the fuck am I going to do now? Think about that, inmates. And we'll regale you next week with hmm. the answer. I'll tell you this. It's a movie from 2020. Fairly new. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think I've seen Brand this. Brand spanking new. Uh, probably still streaming on Shudder if anybody gives a shit. Mm. Think about that. I will let you know who I am next week. I better write it down before I forget. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, buddy, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Um, thank you guys so goddamn much for joining us and bearing with us through the various hardships of 2020. It's over, dude. It's done and over with. 2021 is going to be a good year, and I can tell you that for sure because I got Scarlet's Mortal Kombat mask. Yeah. What else do you need? I know. I just saw it. I was like, oh, I t- yeah. I just showed it to Buddy. It's, what else do you need? It's man. going to be a great year. Yeah, those DSLs. Positivity. Woo. Positive energy, man. DSLs. What else? It doesn't get any better than that. Um, join us next week for My Soul to Take. My Soul to Take. Motherfucker. Hey, if we can get one more Patreon subscriber. One more. One more. Then we can do the good movies by these directors and not the shit at the end of their careers. I'm just saying, just one more. $5 donation. Get us out of this fucking slump. Yeah, please help us. Bestowed upon us <laughs> by Tom Hardy. Uh paddedroompodcast.com is where you find all that information links to the patreon account uh any info you need on us please if you have a a chance go over to itunes leave us a five-star review put something in the comments that helps our uh visibility quite a bit in the meantime for buddy miss monica and absentia uh clancy brown who i think might be playing dexter's dad coming up Mm. um the ghosts of weird body mod freaks on Mars, Ice Cube, DSLs, DSLs, <laughs> Jason Statham with a full head of hair, which is no good, uh, Natasha Henstridge, who is still banging to this day, John Carpenter, I hope he's got a, a good weed stash and some video games to play and some more paychecks rolling in, and the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week.